I'm Julie. And this is a Good Story is Hard to Find podcast. Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. Mm-hmm. Return to me. Because, <laughs> my dear, I'm so lonely. Oh, my just gosh. Just as good, right? For just Steve Martin good. when I made him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's lovely, Scott. <laughs> Well, oh, sure I've been enough, practicing. It's very lovely. I've been practicing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Return to Me is a movie from the year 2000, directed by Bonnie Hunt. And it is fantastic. I was so thrilled when you picked this because this is a family favorite. We've watched it several times, and it was just always fun. <laughs> it's just, it feels great to watch this movie. Yeah, this movie really harkens back to the earlier days of movies, Mm. I think. It's like a 1950s Hollywood rom-com, I think. (laughs) That's cool. um, I like that. Yeah, it's Mm. because it's... (laughs) I was looking through a lot of reviews because I I watched it and just smiled through the whole thing. It was like, we don't have that much to talk (laughs) about, I think. But (laughs) I was looking at different reviews and... Everybody who liked it, which was a lot of people, were saying the same thing. They were all saying, it is so innocent, charming, sweet, um, and real. Mm. They all felt like it reflected something real from their lives. And the other thing I thought that was interesting is a lot of men were giving it very high scores. Saying, usually Mm. this is my wife's kind of movie. I just watched it with her. But wow, I love it. I'd watch it again. And I liked that because, again, to me, that spoke of the real quality of it. It's mm. reflecting real life in a way, even though it's a fantasy, obviously. Yeah, right, right. But it's reflecting something basic at the bottom of it. And so when I picked this originally for, you know, as a Christmas end of the year movie, I was thinking, well, this is kind of to me the point of the incarnation mm. the little neighborhood, the little restaurant. Um, the friendships that we see between people, nobody is doing anything out of malice. Mm. Any problems that happen are just from misunderstandings or um, people who are, um, you know, they're afraid they're going to lose something. Oh, I love that. Yep. Mm-hmm. But but none of it is, is um, and a lot of times the reason they're afraid they're going to lose something is they understand why somebody might not like to hear something. You know, they're trying to be considerate and thoughtful, and um, which makes it sound boring, and it is not boring. But um, And so all those qualities, I thought, this kind of looks like the ideal situation. This is the family and friends you would want around you. <laughs> and that's why Christ came, to give us the ability to have that. Oh, I love that thought. That's great. It is definitely a life goal for me to have that group of guys when I'm that age. <laughs> I, yes. I need I need a little pack of people like that. Yeah, so good. Yeah. yeah. And I loved um I loved what you said there because you know, there's a secret in this movie, you know, or something that that is just, you know, before we get into spoilers, but there's something there. And so many comedies take the um take the route where the secret is kept and it's the source of comedy. But mm-hmm. 
it's a quite a serious secret, right? But I, I really liked that once something was realized, even though it was really hard, um, it was told. You know what I mean? It, it yes. didn't become the source. It, it was a source of stress for the audience because we knew something that the characters didn't. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't a source of angst for the characters until it was discovered by one of them. And, um, but anyway, I just liked how they didn't drag that. You know what I mean? In so many comedies, that's exactly what would have happened is you just have this thing that is not said between them, you know? Well, yeah. And that kind of goes back to the idea that no one's trying to hurt anyone. And Mm -hmm. I liked what you said about as soon as it's realized, the person says, Oh, I have to reveal this secret that I just found out and everybody around that person agrees. They're all trying to find ways to support and help in this problem. They all know it has to happen. So no one's trying to do that fake thing of take advantage of someone because of the secret or um, still get what they want. It won't hurt if this person doesn't know that secret. It's, it's real people acting genuine. And, of course, the way the script is written and the acting is really good from everybody, I think. Oh, yes. So it's, it's very genuine feeling. You could, if this ridiculous situation ever came up <laughs> that prompts all this stuff, yeah. uh, you would then say, I would like to be the one acting like this. Because it, it is genuine seeming. Ah, love it. Yep, very much so. So really quickly, if, because I think... I feel like this is one of those hidden movies that maybe people don't know about as much. Although it's when possible. You read it, yeah. I don't know. Um, people do seem to know it when I mention it, but I don't feel like it got tons of attention. Although Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. Hmm. I don't know if you read his review. I did look said, at it. I did look at it. I love the last two paragraphs of it too. It's like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. yeah no, it yeah. was, he was just like, this is sweet and innocent and charming and all this stuff. And he goes, and I loved it. Mm. And then he, at the end, he said that kind of again. And he goes, and if you like that kind of movie, you'll love it. And if you don't, you won't. And you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, basically. Yeah. And um, yeah. so, yeah. So basically the movie, and they tell you this up front because it happens right away, is um, there is a an architect and his wife who's a, works for the zoo and is mm. like a expert on gorillas and mm. possibly other apes and so forth. But anyway, um, they're going to go to a benefit because a lot of money has been raised and there's going to be a new building made for this gorilla who's truly living in horrific conditions. I must say very old fashioned zoo. And um, at the same time, we're briefly shown there's a young woman who is waiting to get a heart and it looks like she's on her last gasp. Literally. I mean, it looks like things are really bad for her and she and her best friend are kind of waiting and talking and joking around as they're kind of hanging on. And when the man and his wife go home, there's an accident. The wife dies and her heart is the one that the young woman gets that gives her a new lease on life. And then Mm -hmm. guess what's going to (laughs) happen? Um, yeah, so basically a year later, they start dating and things go from there. And so the thing is, I find kind of interesting also about this movie, which to me says how, I don't know, I just love it. So I can't really be objective (laughs) how good it is. I just think it's a great movie. I just love it to death. Um, 
is that we know all the familiar beats. We know that, you know, they're going to wind up encountering each other and somehow being attracted to each other. We know that eventually, and Grace is the young woman's name, and it's, of course, such a perfect name. Oh, perfect. Uh, Yeah, we know that she's going to discover this, and then what are they going to do? We know all the familiar things. But it doesn't matter because a lot of times we know how a story is going to be once upon a time, and you're like, ooh, I'm ready for this fairy tale. Well, when we hear these beats, we go, yes, this will happen, and this will happen, and this will happen. But how do they get there? Hmm. What do they do? What's the journey we take on the way? What do we learn or see or just enjoy while we're going? Hmm. And this movie, I think, has all that stuff in it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So that's the movie in a nutshell, basically. That's right. Yeah. And the, and the people around that journey are what makes it so great. Yes. The community. Yeah. The community, is, yeah. Yeah, The amazing. people around him, his friends, his wife at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then the people around her. She's got, you know, really good family. Um, and or the, grandfather. Yeah. And, and the then people she's at got the a, restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Best friend and the, yeah, the old regulars at the restaurant mm-hmm. where she waits tables and everything. Yeah. Because her grandfather's a part owner in it. <laughs> yeah. It's an Italian Irish restaurant. So. Yeah. Oh, um, that's good. So that's the movie. Yeah. It is. And it's so good. I, I completely agree. So watch that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Just enjoy it. Yeah. Get that under your belt. Or watch it again if you haven't watched it for a really long time. Right. And I have to say, watching this, Mini Driver is always good. But David Duchovny, I was watching him. And I never watched X-Files or anything like that. This might be the only thing I've ever seen him in. And he is so good in this part. He just nails it. The you know the grief-stricken moments after his wife has died. Oh, the, that was heart-wrenching. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, but he yep. didn't hardly even emote because you could see he was stunned he couldn't even take it in um just all the things he you know when he's falling in love with grace and it's so genuine and hmm. i don't know i just but they're all good <clears throat> yeah there's chemistry. I, I agree no um, I, I liked him as well it's really good and yeah you know so when it th- that that first you know part is you know, knowing what's coming, I, I'm really heartbroken in that spot. Every time I watch it, it is like, yes. it hits me, you know, it's like, oh man. And then, uh, then it goes to a year later and he's, you know, understandably not interested in anything. You know, he, he the stuff with his dog is amazing mm-hmm. where, you know, mm-hmm. the dog is still sitting by the door waiting for her to come back, you know, a year later. And, you know, he's like, no, we're going to eat in here. I mean... Oh, you know, I can feel all that. It, it's just so genuine. Um, we have an old dog who, when I'm, she's really attached herself to me a lot in the last year. I think she can't hear as well, all this kind of stuff, right? So she just follows me like a shadow. And when I leave, she waits in the garage, by the garage door all day. And like, if Tom and I go somewhere on a trip, it's about three days, Rose says, before she finally starts following a regular routine. She just lives in the back room otherwise, waiting oh, wow. for me to come back. So mm-hmm. it's that same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just it just it just tugs on you, you know. And you know how his house is kind of a disaster and <laughs> um he's <laughs> got all the, the dog food Chinese in the drawer. Every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he hires people to come sit with the dog, which is cool. 
kids. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's great. And and then he's got that friend, you know, um, concerned, good friend, mm-hmm. who's like, you know, I really like to date people all the time, and it's time for you to get out there, you know, and he's, you know, and, and that kind of pressure. And, you know, I, I say pressure, but, you know, it, it comes from a good place. Again, this guy is not, like you said, he's not, being um he's not a villain or he's not acting badly he's just like Mm -hmm. he wants to spend time with this guy you know it's come on let's get you out there let's you know cheer you up and you know um you know let's let's live life you know and then he finally agrees you know and i thought that was cool too it's you know because he's sitting home alone with a dog and he's just like man i need to I need to do this. Yeah. Something's got to change. Well, the mm-hmm. thing that gets me too is, you know, it's funny because, um, so Grace, she has a friend, Megan, and that's Bonnie, played by Bonnie Hunt, who wrote and directed the movie. And they are as close as if they were sisters. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember the name of the friend now. Um, anyway. Which friend what, of, friend of the friend? Duchovny's? The friend of Bob. The friend of Bob yeah. is uh, Charlie. Charlie. Uh-huh. How could I forget that name? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, so his friend Charlie is so tongue deaf when it comes to women. Hmm. It's not that he's taking advantage of them. He just seems to date anybody who comes along and he's willing to just tell inane jokes and everything. And so he can't find a blind date for uh, Bob, David Duchovny's character, who would even come close to matching. That never seems to have occurred to him. Yeah. So, of course, it's the most, and this happens with everybody. That's one of the, the broader bits of humor in it is, mm-hmm. you know, the blind dates that people keep getting set up with or shoved into or whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, to me, those are painful. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of life, too. You get stuck in these things. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, I yeah. want to get out of here. People think they're doing you some good. Right. Yeah. And you're just like, this This is the worst person in the world and I want to leave. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with him. It's just like, I don't uh, want to We're not hitting fun. it off, man. And it's fun that um, yeah. Bob, played by David Duchovny, and Grace by Minnie Driver are both going through that experience. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. and they both have the same reaction. You know, don't, come on. You know, I don't want to do that. Yeah, and it's kind of the thing that's funny because his life essentially was taken away from him. The life that he loved and had. Because his wife is gone and he still just misses her so much. And her life was just given to her hmm. because she'd had a congenital heart defect. Her mother had died uh, when Grace was five. And so she knew this is the path she's on unless she gets a replacement hmm. heart. Yeah. And so her life has just opened up. But I think it's funny that both of them kind of meet in the middle. They're both stuck. Uh-huh. They yeah. both... Yeah. They're going through the same routine. They both want something more, whether or not they can articulate it. Like when Bob finally says, okay, I'll go on this date. I can see I'm really stuck. And um, uh, Grace is, you know, watching from her apartment. She's watching couples who are Mm. waiting for their cars to be brought around, sharing an affectionate (laughs) kiss or something and going, oh, Mm. why not me? And also I'm so paranoid about the scar from my heart thing. Yeah. So, yeah, she was so paranoid about that, really so worried, you know, that mm-hmm. you know, that nothing, would turn but, someone away, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is, we've all been there too, right? Yeah. It's something that anybody else goes, who cares? Right. You're the luckiest person in the world. And that scar didn't look that bad either. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
you can't see it that way. Mm-hmm. It looms large for you. Right, right. Yeah, and um, th- so when when all this comes together, there's this scene at this place called O'Reilly's, which is a place that I need to find. <laughs> <laughs> we all want <laughs> O'Reilly's. Irish-Italian restaurant, right? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, it was so cool. And it, I mean, that scene, I, I could just play that over and over and over and just never get sick of it. It's from from the moment where you start to meet Minnie Driver, who's working as a waitress in this place, and her her grandpa is yeah. Marty, and that's Carol O'Connor, the great Carol O'Connor. Oh, and, yeah. um, you know, I loved his character, religious guy. And then Robert Loggia is there. He's cooking pasta, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, trying to remember the name of the lady that works there too. Um, Sophie. Sophie, something like that. Yeah, that's it. Sophie. Well, that's the waitress. Yeah, yeah. her name yeah. is Sophie. And they're all, you get to see all them interact. And then into this restaurant comes Bob and his friend Charlie and two women. So Bob's on this blind date. And um, he actually shows up after them, right? And, yeah. And uh, goes and takes his seat, and he's extremely uncomfortable. And then they meet. You know, the meet cute, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah. It, but it's fantastic. It's just and the, and there's a recognition between them, and I really like that. Um, and it, it wasn't looks, overplayed. It was just, yeah. Do I know you? You know, have we met before? I know. But there was an instant interest between the two of them. And that's the fantasy part, which is mm. that somehow her having the wife's heart mm-hmm. means that there's this kind of a twinge of recognition. Or yeah. like when she goes to the gorilla house, she is interested in the main Sydney, the main gorilla that yeah. the, the wife loved. And she puts her hand up in the same way the wife would have on the glass. And the gorilla comes over and they do the same thing. And it's, so it's almost as if this heart is communicating other knowledge than just being a heart. And that's, you know, when you're watching a romantic comedy, you just have to kind of suspend your disbelief and move on because it's kind of a charming element too, because there's that quote that um, Carol O'Connor says, yeah, so you have that quote. So go ahead. Mm, Yeah. So Marty O'Reilly. So this is much later, right? Yes. So he's talking to Bob who has just learned he learned the truth and couldn't handle it for a minute or just needed to absorb it. Yeah. And Grace has gone to Italy, which is something that she had planned and dreamed of. She wanted to paint in Italy. And um, so, and, and I love, I love this thing because it's like what you were saying about how everybody's so, they, they're all willing the good, right? And, um, so, so he breaks up with grace over this because he just, I I just, he's like, I need a minute. And then she leaves and then he goes back to this restaurant and they're, they're open arms, you know? And he says, I've been thinking. (laughs) And then everybody goes, you would, you would be thinking, you know, I I love it. You know, it was just so cool. It was so awkward. They were all trying to help him and it was just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking, you know. Um, but that's awesome. And then, um, yeah. Marty takes him to the side and he says, um, I know what's happened has been overwhelming and I know it's going to take a while to sort it all out. But while you're sorting, I want you to remember that all the times I prayed that Gracie would have a second chance at life. 
I always knew that if God blessed us, the heart she got would have would have to be from a very special person, if it were going to be at home in grace. When she met you, her heart beat truly for the first time. Perhaps it was meant to be with you always. And uh, just great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so lovely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it because really it's, is. yeah, it's acknowledging that really the heart in the way that it's being talked about here, yes, it's just a physical organ, but in the movie, it's also something much more. Yeah. It's two things. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It is your, it is soul and spirit mm. and all that. And um, that's one of the things that is so great about the movie too, is it is unashamedly Catholic. <laughs> right. And it is not a religious movie, <clears throat> but there mm. is religion all the way through it. But oh, there sure is. Yeah. The quote that you just had, if if all the times I prayed for this, God blessed us this, mm-hmm. you know, would, that would happen. And, yeah. Um, you know, when she's having the operation, he's in the chapel and he's talking to St. Michael about, I always liked it because you're a fighter. Yeah. Now, fight yeah. for grace, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And um, there, it's just woven through the pattern of their lives. And also oh, perfect. with uh, Megan and Joe, her husband, Joe, who's played by Jim Belushi. <laughs> and they're just like, to me, they're like the perfect Catholic working class couple with all the kids everywhere, but you know, it's just so real seeming again. And um, the, but the Catholicism is still woven through all that. Yeah, it absolutely is. And um, it's, I remember, I couldn't find it recently, but the, when I watched this movie a while back, I found an interview with Bonnie Hunt where she goes, this is the family I grew up in. Mm. Oh, nice. I'm Catholic. I grew up like this. I <laughs> oh, was one of those kids. That's great. These were like kind of like my parents. She uh-huh. goes, not exactly. I exaggerated yeah. for humor, but she goes, you know, this is this is the kind of neighborhood I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just thought, I love that those existed. I hope they still exist somewhere, you know. But it, but it's, but it's also not bad to have that as an aspirational goal, right? Is this is why you live somebody someplace and don't move around all the time. Yeah. If you don't have a uh, reason to move and move great. and move, mm-hmm. stay where you are because this is how you build that community. Yeah. It's not going to look exactly like that, but you're going to know so many people and have so many connections. And a lot of it's going to have to do with the faith that's interwoven in your lives. Mm. And it, it just makes a big difference. Oh, it does. It does. Yeah, that's not unlike my family either, you know. So I was oh, Catholic mom and dad and four kids. Four huh? kids yeah. within like five and a half years, so we were all Oh yeah, we were all pretty close in age. You know. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So it was I it, love it. It was chaos, yeah, but it was yeah. great. It was good. Good, good childhood. Um, but yeah. But but yeah, I just um you know, so so again, I'm returning to that scene where he shows up at that restaurant, and and just that he felt like he could, you know, um, you know, I I, I just love it, it. It's like how I would want to be, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about Bob, but I'm talking about Marty. <laughs> I'm talking about Angelo. You know, the the right. group of guys there that are like, you know, Grace left heartbroken. And rather than being furious at this guy, they're like open they arms him. to this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And saying, you know, oh, we're here to we're here to help you. You know what I mean? 
I just, I just love that. It, it's like an example that I want to live up to. And I think that this movie has some of that. Yeah, that's a good point because I, one of the things I loved about watching Bob with the group of old guys is at the very beginning, he's shown up to find his phone when they're like, <laughs> a woman called from the room. Who called? A woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's changing his shoes yeah. and putting on a different shirt. <laughs> he's going to go pick up his phone. And uh, he's yeah. disappointed to find she's not there. And he's just kind of trying to ask. Um, and he gets invited to sit down at the poker game. And as he sits and looks around, it's before he starts asking some of those questions, but he kind of has this look on his face like, I really like this. Yeah. And it's yeah. not obvious. It's just kind of subtle, like, oh, okay, I'm going to settle in. And he's a, he just picks it up and plays poker with the guys <laughs> and gets along. And part yeah. of that, I think, is because he's, as an, the architect, architect on building these buildings, he's with crews all the time. He yeah. understands groups of guys. Right. But I right. think he recognizes what you're talking about, Scott, is these friends who've been together forever and I think he wants something like that for himself. Hmm. He doesn't have a group of people that are like a family. Yeah. Yeah. It's him and the dog. Mm-hmm. That's and his right. friend. At but, that point. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. You know, all these relationships. And uh, you know, the the scene the scene where um, you know, they first meet is great comedy too. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the oh, the woman who played yes. his blind date, uh, kudos to you. Um, that was so good. Uh, she was she was terrifically annoying. <laughs> I just thought she was great. And one of the funniest things in there is the fact that when she comes down, she's wearing a shower cap and a horrible old bathrobe over some pajama mm. bottoms. Yeah. And that's she never gets to change her clothes the whole time. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't try to. In a in a lesser movie, she'd be trying to get away and fix herself up or something. And she just kind of has to accept, oh, great, here we are. She pulls the rug closer over her chest and just moves on with covering the plants up or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah, yeah, she was so worried about the scar. Yeah. Um, You know, so, yeah. So good. So good. And another moment that I thought was fantastic from a writer's standpoint mm-hmm. is the letter that um, Grace wrote to the family oh, of the yeah. donor heart. Yeah. And uh, I just think that was great. So she was having such trouble. She wrote the letter, but she just, you know, I just can only imagine the emotion. And then she finally sent it. And, you know, her friend was like, yay, way to go. <laughs> <clears throat> she finally sent it and then later on in his apartment she finds it and um i just thought that was great that was just fantastically done by the writers yeah because it's <laughs> those are both such sensitive things where she's so grateful for the life that she has but she knows somebody went through in such grief and pain over what gave her such an opportunity. Yeah. Isn't that an incredible thing? And there are so many people on this planet that have felt those things from both those sides, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Amazing thing. And of course, yeah, because how, how many times something comes up and it's like, Oh my gosh, this is my great chance. You don't know about what somebody lost 
in order for that to happen yeah. or the opportunity they didn't have. And it's nothing to do with you. I mean, it's just how things go. Mm-hmm. But this is something where she directly can look and say, I'm so grateful for this. And yet I know what someone went through to give it to me. Yeah. Amazing. So, you know, there's that, that somber piece that kind of runs through this too, this, this grief and new life, you know, mm-hmm. winter and summer, you know, I also like the thing too that kind of links back with what we were just talking about is when you're the recipient of great good fortune and you feel like you should be happy all the time because of it. This is what she's going through when we see her after she's recovered from the surgery and she's trying to talk to the doctor and nurse about it. And they're just Mm -hmm. doing a regular routine exam and they're not really listening. Yeah, She's saying, I know I should be happy all the time and I am, am happy, but Right. She's also depressed. Just trying to express that. Yeah. Yeah. How she, she's got things in her life that, you know, mm-hmm. she can't find anyone to date and she's not going to talk about that, but we see it. Yeah. You know, that's the thing of her being stuck mm-hmm. still. Yeah. And, and we've all been there too. It's like, Oh, I should be the happiest person in the world. <laughs> yeah. And the, <laughs> uh, the, the grandpa too, um, saying, uh, you know, she's going to ride her bike somewhere. And he says, the church is on the way, you know, <laughs> yeah. you should stop and give thanks on the yeah. way. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So all that, all that feeling. Yeah. I also really loved, this is just, since we're just talking about things we like, um, can't remember exactly when, but it's early on when they've met each other, they've really clicked. Maybe they've gone on one date. They each rush to tell huh. Somebody. Yes. She rushes to tell Megan. She rides her bike over and says, I met someone, you know. And he rushes to tell Sydney, Mm. the gorilla. Yeah. And he's sitting eating a burger and fries or whatever it is. And you feel like this is probably the first decent meal or meal that he's been hungry for since his wife died. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Because it's not the Chinese food that's been delivered every night because he has to stay alive. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) And he's just like, and you know, there's just this connection. We can really sit the guy thing. (laughs) (laughs) He was Uh, so excited. That's so cool. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did love that too. Mm -hmm. That was great. Yeah. And so well played, like you said, by the actors. It's just joyous, you know, Mm -hmm. joyous. Yep, and then there's that that moment where she finds that letter, and then that's the moment we were talking about earlier where I was so pleased that it wasn't played like, you know, well, I've got to keep this a secret or anything like that. It was, you know, horrifying, deeply horrifying to her. She runs away at first, and she runs to her friend. I I loved her friend is like, we're going to go right over there. We're going to tell him. And she says, what are we going to say? And I was like, I don't know, but we're going to figure it out on the way over. And, you can't even you know. say it to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was well, just, and also, when she's mm-hmm. sitting there just sobbing in the chair, mm-hmm. and she looks up at the sky and says, what was God thinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was you know? awesome. Yeah. And those, those moments that we've all had that were like, what the <laughs> hell, man? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't uh, see it. This is horrible. Yeah. So good. So good. And that's the great thing and, where you uh, see the difference in how the sexes respond. <laughs> this is oh, one of my favorite scenes yeah. where the wife, uh, Megan, is, you know, so sympathetic and all this. And, well, I'll help you figure it out. Well, I'll go with you. I'll be with you the whole way. And then the husband comes in and she's sobbing and sobbing and saying, Bob. And he's like, what did he do? What did he do? <laughs> and then she's like, 
well, his wife, he's married. <laughs> oh. And then he's, oh, I'm, I'm going to beat him up for you, Grace. I'm going to go punch him out. He can't do that. To you. And finally the wife says, no, Grace has his dead wife's heart. And he goes, oh, oh, but he's not married. <laughs> okay. Kids, did you want any ice cream? Uh, Can I, Grace, honey, can I get you guys anything? Oh, my gosh. And this guy's off because he's like, that's the only thing that really matters. Uh Yep. Oh, that was But I loved the way he's instantly infuriated and ready to rush to her aid. Yes. He's like, I'm going to handle this. This guy can't treat you this way. (laughs) It was really, in in his way, it was very chivalrous. Oh, that's right. You know, he was taking care of her. Uh, He was so good in this movie. I mean, he he didn't have a big part. Remember when he showed up, he was without his shirt. He was in his own house. He's without his shirt, drinking a beer. (laughs) And they're just laughing. He'd been thrown up on by one of the kids or something. Because as macho, I mean, he's not really macho. He's just such a guy. Yeah. But he's continually having to drag the kids around and take care of them and do stuff. (laughs) You know, just the way you do in a family. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, another scene is when he sets her up with a blind date with a guy who just decided oh, not to be a pr- yeah <laughs> awkward yeah just mm-hmm. fun yeah yeah uh, just oh man yeah yeah and it was it was also so when you know so she takes off to italy and then he um has that just wonderful moment with the with the group of guys and then he follows her over there and that was really something too um, again, I mean, it just—it's it, just perfectly done. You know, you can—you can predict those things, just like you said. But uh, this movie just nails all of it, and uh, I really like that. It does. You know. It takes what we already kn- know is going to happen somehow. We don't know exactly how, mm-hmm. and it just presents it in a way you don't expect. Yeah. So that when she's in Italy and he's, you know, back in Chicago. And they're both still, and of course, then you realize it's only two days later when he's like, I'm, I'm, but where is she? And where in Italy is she? I'm going to go get her, you know? Yeah. Um, this, this, uh, this special gorilla center's opening up. I have to have her there. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you see her and they're both stuck. He's sitting around thinking, he's trying to figure out what to do. He's talked to his friend. He's like, wow, wow, mm-hmm. you know? And she is in Italy where she's, dreamed of going her whole life but couldn't because of her heart and she can't paint a single thing she can't put one stroke on paper she just sits there looking out over the city Mm. and she tells the waiter so this is just like when they both met each other and they rushed off to tell somebody this they're both so down and low they tell yeah they're they're parallel telling people um yeah, the sympathetic waiter says, well, I'll take my break. And he's like, mama me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no one has an answer for you, but they realize the depth of your problem. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a great script. Great script. It's, just, <laughs> it's great. And yeah. then the other thing I love is right when he, right before she told him about having uh, his wife's heart, he had brought her a new bicycle. Mm. And it was a vintage bicycle that had been re all fixed up by some special bike shop in Chicago. And um, it had a bell and it had all these things. Well, she takes it to Italy with her to ride around. 
And so a nun, one of the sweet little nuns, has borrowed it in Italy. She's, oh, go ahead and write it, says Grace. Mm. And she's writing it around, and he's walking through the city going, how am I ever going to find her in this maelstrom of people and activity? Mm. And he hears the bell, and he sees that nun riding by, and he's like, there can't be, I mean, he, oh, you can see yeah. him thinking, there cannot be another bike like that. That's Grace's bike. <laughs> so he comes back with the nun on the bike, riding yeah. it to Grace. And you're like, so this is the the thing that was there. It's the thread that holds them together through this. Mm. You know, he brings it to her, and then it, it takes him back to her, essentially. Yeah, right. I mean, it's 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 a nice device for how he recognizes her, but it is also the bike that he was giving her because he loves her. You know, so good. Yep. Yeah. Oh, terrific. Yeah, I was looking up Bonnie Hunt. You know, she's always somebody I've, I've really liked her. You know, in other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, but she hasn't written or directed a lot, <laughs> so she needs to do more. So uh, get yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I know. You bet. Yeah. And this is just really a unique movie, I think, considering it was made in 2000. Um, the movie I think it's closest to in feel is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. another movie we should talk about sometime. It's a real throwback uh-huh. in terms of being an old-fashioned sort of a movie. <laughs> and um, and it's looking at problems also that are very common, in a, but in a funny way. Mm-hmm. And um, this one I like better. This one is more genuine and sweet, and I, yeah. just, I just love it so much. Yeah. But both of those movies are movies that most people seem to like mm-hmm. for the qualities that we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know, just really well done. This one is so funny. Yeah. But subtly funny a lot of the time. There's broad humor, but yeah. a lot of times the, it's just in a look or that kind of thing. Yeah. And it just feels good. You know? Yeah. You just feel so happy when you've gotten done watching it. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole way through. But yeah. when you get done, I just felt happy the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I was singing Dean Martin songs the whole way. So, <laughs> well, guys, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and get you ready for your future, Scott. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The old guys like to ask each other, who was the best this or the best that? Yes, right. And then they argue about it, and you know they've done it a thousand times. So, <laughs> who mm. was the best singer? Ooh, the best singer. Best male singer. The best male singer. It, uh, only only in that era? Well, or forever? I think, I think from that restaurant. Well, forever. <laughs> I can't do forever. But from they were listening to like the yeah, Rat Pack, Bobby right. Denton, stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. I like Frank. You and uh, whatever his name is, Robert Loggia's yeah, character. Right. Love the Italians. And, and, and the Me, thing is, I'm, I'm Irish. I'm part Irish. <laughs> that's all right. Yep. But I love Dino. Man, no, I Dino, love yes. Him and I was so happy there were so many songs by him in there. Oh, that is fun! I just love him, Uh and so I'm going to tell this quick story about him. And here's the reason he's better than Frank Sinatra. Okay, is he's the one that Elvis Presley thought was the coolest guy ever. Ooh, and so he would ride his motorcycle up and down in front of Dean Martin's house, Mm -hmm. wishing he'd be home and and hoping that he could meet him. This was after he'd started recording, even. It was uh-huh. like, he's the king of cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I did not know that. I mean, I think it's incredible. Yeah. 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 That's right. Wow. 
Okay, well, I'll have to give another look. Just love me some Dean Martin. It's, yeah. Well, he's just got a real different style. I like Frank Sinatra a lot. Yeah, yeah. A lot. Ain't that a kick in the head? Um, yeah, yeah Return Dean to Martin. Me is another famous one. Yeah. Um, hey, Mambo. <laughs> Mambo. Yeah. Is it, Mambo. I forget the name of the song. Italiano. Yeah, that's it. Mambo yeah. Italiano, I bet you, is the yeah. name of it. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. And so then, best female singer. Ooh. Of that sort of a, you know, that era. Of, of that era. I'm not going to know that many. Well, um, you know what? The two that they said were the two I had thought of. Okay. Which, for, okay, for me, there is no question. It's Ella Fitzgerald. Mm, done and yeah, done. Yeah. I mean, I have other people who I could say I thought were great singers. I mean, there's Nina Simone. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, stuff like that. But she's not from that time period. But um, And then also, I had thought, maybe because I'd seen the movie enough times, I'd forgotten. But I was like, oh, Peggy Lee, also so good. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't I thought of these you... for a long time. Yeah, well. Uh, the Brad Pat guys I, I hear now and then, you know. Um, you need to be listening. I need to listen to some Ella Fitzgerald. <laughs> yeah, because she had her songbook series where it's, um, so she did like, it, back then when I discovered it, it was albums, but you can get DVDs, you can stream it. So she would do the Cole Porter songbook. Mm. And she would just sing all of the big songs. Wow. And then she would do pick another uh, famous com- artist like that. And do all those songs. Cool. And we have yeah. zillions of them. And these were coming out, I think, or re probably being reissued mm-hmm. when Tom and I were dating. And so I heard one and got it, and we would listen to it, and then we'd go, okay, what's the next one? Which what do we listen to? We listened to them so many times that that's how we know a lot of Cole Porter and all these various other artists' songs. Oh, cool. No one does it better than her. Yeah. In these. Yeah. So good, yeah. So, like listening it. tip for everyone: mm-hmm. Ella yep. Fitzgerald, the songbooks. Excellent. Yeah, yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to some. I really am. Oh. Uh, yep. Really? Really, I do like it. Yep. Okay. Yep, for sure. Well, I, I will give you another tip since it's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the Rat Pack Christmas. Ooh. Okay. It's got, How have I not run across that one? I have I have some I Christmas music by the them. Maybe it's from that album. I don't know. Um, the Rat yeah, Pack maybe Christmas. so. Let's see. Rat Pack Christmas. Christmas with the Rat Pack, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we found it at Target Ooh. from back when I would go every year to Target and see what get us a new Christmas album. So, yeah, so it's Dean Martin... Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, cool. And they just go through. There's 21 songs on there. Nice. And if you haven't heard A Marshmallow World <laughs> with Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, you have not had a good time at Christmas. I have not That's all heard of, them. of A Marshmallow World. All right. Well, it's a live song from the Dean Martin Christmas show, mm-hmm. and it is wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Cool. Love it. Okay. Yep. All right, I'm on it. So that's the Christmas connection. Baby, it's cold outside. (laughs) Between the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Baby, it's cold outside. (laughs) (laughs) Good deal. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I love it. Fantastic. Yep, I do like it. Okay, well, now we have our good cheer and our family, happy Mm -hmm. family and friends. Yep. 
Absolutely. It was a nice and pick. That's a nice pick for, for this time oh, of year. It's a, I'm glad you it's liked it. It's a great it. idea. Yep. Yeah. Very, I'm, very good. Yep. And that wraps us for another year. Gosh, so that was season 13? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. On, wow, on to season 14. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which is already selected and on the website. Yes. Yeah. Take a look. There is a post somewhere, but it's in the sidebar, too. Yeah, so you, yeah. You do have to click through to the blog. Ugh. Am I yeah. right? Yeah, but. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we will start off with, um, let's see. I need to look at the movie. It's uh, Star Wars. The, yeah, let's see. The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yep. So we'll start off with The Last Jedi. My mm-hmm. friend Kim Lawler, who has been on several podcasts as a guest, always about Star Trek. <laughs> I don't think she's been on any about Star Wars. Cool. Yep. I'd like this to be a premiere on the internet of my friend Kim <laughs> for Star Wars. Fantastic. We'll see if we're right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. You bet. Yeah, it's going to be fun. She's a lot of fun to talk to. Yeah, it's going to be great. She sounds so fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. Heck she's yeah. great. Okay. Well, thank you for yeah. another year. Oh, yeah, yep. thank you. This Still has been so much fun. Yeah. yeah, me too. That's so great. fun. Good, good, good. All right. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to all of y'all. Yes, have a great, great holiday season mm-hmm. and a good Advent. And, um, yeah, we we appreciate all you guys. Absolutely, we do. Yeah. 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 Thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Goodbye, all. Bye-bye. Thank you.